This summer short is about being alone or never being alone. Hey everybody, this is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success, and welcome to Summer Shorts. What are summer shorts? Well, everybody knows what those are. Those are the fun things that you buy in the store that have bright colors. They could have palm trees, alligators, flamingos, whatever they are on your shorts for the summertime. But here, they're just a little different. We're doing summer shorts, elder care success style, where we're taking 15 minute segments and giving you tips, ideas, resources, and fun things that you can do to make life easier, better, and in some cases, less expensive while taking care of those that you love, be it a parent, a spouse, a partner, or anybody else in your family member. So hang tight. It's summer shorts. Hey, everybody, this is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And yes, this is another summer short. These short little tips are helpful to many people, and that's the response that I've gotten. So thank you for your input. I really appreciate that. You know, being alone. It's really hard for those of us who are caregivers to think that we're we're not doing this alone. And in reality, we're not. We're doing it for those that we love. Somebody's always in the room with us, either it's physically, our heart, our soul, or just in our thoughts. So I just want to say, please understand that although you may be the primary caregiver, you're never truly alone. That may be comforting, and that may be totally annoying for some of us who are, I'll say, control freaks. And I have to say that being a caregiver from a long distance, I was doing this from 1,200 miles away. There were many days that I thought I was alone, and the reality was I wasn't. More importantly, I was afraid that my mom or dad would be alone or feel that they were alone and abandoned. And I had to make sure, or I wanted to make sure, that they never felt that way. That was certainly the case with our aides and our caregivers that were physically with them at any point in time, actually all the time, because they were never physically alone in the house. They couldn't be because they were unable to do the things that they needed to take care of themselves. So 24-7, they had care, which I am eternally grateful for those women who did that for my parents, for the love and the care that they gave them, and honestly, for myself. But there's another point in being alone or afraid of being alone that I hope will help you too in that thinking about the passing of mom and dad before it even happened was scary. It's, it's frightening just to even think about it now as I look back. But in all honesty, the last thing I never wanted my parents to do was to be alone when they passed. And that was a huge fear of mine, thinking, what would I do? How would I do it? And I played this out for probably too many years well in advance of that actually happening. But I'm one of those A-type personalities, so I like to plan things out or at least think of what-if scenarios or all the answers to no, as I call it, because if you know the answers to no, you'll know the answers to yes. But when it came time for dad's passing, he was at home in home hospice and everybody was around him. To be honest with you, I thought that if I wasn't there, maybe he'd never pass. Now, it sounds kind of ridiculous and ridiculous. It just sounds plain stupid. But I was afraid that I wouldn't be with him when it happened. And I was also afraid of of being there at the same time. 
hoping that this wouldn't take place. When it did happen, I walked in the door in his room. My sister was there. Our aides were around him. A hospice nurse happened to be there, thankfully, at the same time. So we knew what was going on or they knew what was going on. And I was coming back from the funeral home because dad always wanted to make sure that everything was in place. So I was following his his life patterns or paths that he had taught me. And I figured that once that was done, I'd be able to take care of him even more. Well, unfortunately, (laughs) that didn't quite play out the way I wanted it to. When I walked back into his bedroom, that's when he took his last breath. So he wasn't alone and neither was I. When mom's time came, I was afraid to be alone as well. And I thought it might be easier, but I was even more afraid that she would be alone. And every night, either myself, my sister, or an aide slept in dad's bed right next to her. When I was there, just being comforted by her presence helped me know that actually her heart, her whole presence actually filled my entire body in a way that I never even could have ever imagined. I wasn't alone. I felt like there was so many, there was so much love and support, even though it was late at night, the two of us were there just laying in bed. I held her hand and I would always look over and just say to myself, is she breathing? And I would see, oh, you know, that the raising of a chest, the lowering of her chest. And I held her hand thinking, I just want her to know that I'm there and that she's never alone. And when things just didn't move, when her body didn't move, I said, hey, mom, it's Nance, I'm here. And she would just give a gentle little squeeze to my hand, barely, barely even feeling it. But I did. And and I squeezed back just gently to let her know that she wasn't alone. The night before she passed, <laughs> and I've shared this in some podcasts, there were two other aides, you know, Millie and Iris, my sister and myself, were on either side of her bed. She was in the middle. We had, I think actually I had made dinner that night. And we all took turns over the course of the time that she was in home hospice cooking for one another. It was whatever comfort food that we made for our families or that we loved ourselves. And we would take turns making it for one another. So we were kind of doing what what mom would do for us whenever we were sick as kids. It was what made us feel better. I think what made her feel better was the comfort food that just nourished us, nourished our hearts and nourished our souls. And That night, I believe it was probably my turn to make dinner, which we did. But later on that night, we all kind of had an extra glass of wine. (laughs) We kind of had a party over mom. She's laying there. I knew she heard every single word. And we confessed, I call it the girlfriend sins, things that we did over the years that were just silly and ridiculous. One of them was my sister and I were laughing about how one time that I was learning to drive and trying to find the directions to the New Bedford Ferry in Massachusetts. And we didn't know where it was, but we were coming to an intersection and I was driving and my mom said, just stop and ask that cop in the middle who's directing traffic. So I thought, well, I can't block traffic. So I rolled down the window, slowed down and asked for directions. (laughs) The poor police officer started running after me, giving directions (laughs) as he left traffic in the middle of that that four corner square. 
we laughed about that and held about that for years, <laughs> right to the very end. My sister laughed. She says, I can't believe that you did that. Millie was broke up. She told her story. Iris told hers and my sister told hers, <laughs> including the stories that had made my mom and dad really upset with my sister. And I shared those with her too. But that night, we had mom joining us in that party. I think it was it was probably our biggest send-off to her as well. The next morning, I well, of course, that night I slept with her doing the same thing, just holding her hand, giving her comfort. And we had her, her, her wedding rings tied around her wrist and a pink ribbon because the swelling of her hands were, were too much for the rings. And the hospice nurse had told us that. But I didn't want mom to be alone without the thought of having the rings that meant so much to dad and her over the years, the feeling of their bond and their, their connection. And that morning, when I woke up, I saw her there. She seemed okay. She was awake. Well, she wasn't awake, but she was she was in a, in a comatose type of situation. Mom never opened her eyes again after a massive brain hemorrhage 10 days earlier. I went to go get help for Millie to make sure that she could get her meds. And Millie just ran in. Just her, her whole body ran in, knowing that something was wrong. I didn't sense it because I knew that I was there with mom, at least in my heart. Millie knew. She came back out of the room crying and she says, she's gone. And I thought, how could that be? I was just there with her. But I think the part of knowing that those that we love are always there with us. Mom's heart was there with us. I know dad was there with us for sure. And... I'm pretty sure that night as we felt a breeze come over between all four of us that that was dad telling mom, you're not alone. I'm here for you, honey. And it's okay. So as we think about Labor Day, Labor Day is a tough one for caregivers because we are the laborers of heart and love and soul. And we may feel that we're alone, but please know that that's never the case. There's always somebody there for you whether they be physically with you or in the spiritual realm. Somebody is there to take care of you and make sure that you're okay and those that you're caring for are loved. So that's it. I hope your day is good. And please know, if you ever feel that you're alone, reach out to us at Elder Care Success on Facebook or just send them a note on Instagram or Facebook. You're never going to be alone and it's okay. Love you all. Bye-bye. It's Nancy. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step -step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2021 Caremanity LLC.